Josiah thinks he's in RuPaul's Drag Race because he throws a wig on and contours his cheeks. No. Yeah, that's right. Josiah disguises himself and goes up to meet up with Pharaoh and the Assyrians anyway. Okay, let's go to some scripture. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, I love it. Can you tell I've been praying? <laughs> She's back. Back in the Bible groove. <gasps> Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what are we talking about today? What? Oh, okay, we really got to mention them? All right. Call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week... We're talking about how haters tell the truth sometimes. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And joining me is no one. I'm here by myself. <laughs> I don't know why I said that or did that. Yep, we got Clara. Everyone. <laughs> I say this because Clara was ignoring me. Clara was ignoring me today while she was working. Made me feel, she was like a, a boyfriend who ignores you when you're saying something for like an hour. Oh, no. Hey, Clara, what do you think? Not for an hour. Clara, I'm telling you, you were working editing and I was just like, so what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And I, for the first, I, it made me, you know, I've been searching for a husband the last couple of weeks. That caused me some pause. Maybe I should stop. I'm PTSD from, from previous boyfriends who never listened to me. Oh, yeah, Anyways, that is a little boyfriend-ish, but. It is. How you doing? Uh, I'm not, I'm good, I'm good. How about you? Uh, horrible! <laughs> horrible, Clara. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, okay. Th three things, three things. Go right now. I have, if you can see, purple eyeshadow on oh. my eyes. That I was going to, you know, I was going to do a little monochromatic color look. I have this really mm -hmm. nice, like vintage purple dress that I hadn't worn in quite some time. <laughs> Boy, my biggest mistake was doing my makeup before trying it on. Oh, because the dress didn't fit me. The dress didn't fit me. I had already done my makeup. And that's some bomb makeup. So Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. For sure. Uh, that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing is I found a white hair. A white hair in my hair. Actually, if you go to the YouTube, you will see my hair is a little bit disheveled. You know, I look like I was I'm in a windstorm. There's no way anyone on the YouTube can see your white hair from here. No, no, no. I just meant the disheveled nature of my hair. Oh, like. And let me tell you something. I think, and part of it was because I found a white hair in the center of it. I, 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 I you always hear women talk about, you know, the, the, you know, getting older is the best. You know, you become wiser with age, more confident, less insecure about the little things, all this other great stuff. But the first gray hair is the worst. Oh, mama, I had my first gray hair at 19, so I'm way over it. Okay, well, I'm not, okay? No, but that's to say, 19, we can all agree that 19 is not old. No. You're still young, right? Yes. I had my first gray hair at the age of 19, meaning gray hair is not a sign of being old. No, but it is a sign of aging. 
your cells, your cells are not multiplying uh, as fast as they did when you were it's aging. What causes you? It, it is aging. Yes, exactly. It's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, lastly, um, I showed my mom this photo. Wait, this photo of my gray hair today as we speak, and uh, she uh, responded with, "Well." you still don't have a husband and now you're getting white hairs. <laughs> and I said, mom, stop. And she said, please. <laughs> She's so mean sometimes. And she, and then I said, please, what? She said, I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> she said, Brianda, me estoy preocupando. <sighs> and that's, that's what happened before mom, we, you can, I, like now I can hate her because now I know her personally and I love her. So, I just have to laugh. I know. But she's a savage sometimes. But she's we love a her savage. That, she's a savage. And you know what? Haters be telling the truth sometimes. <laughs> Haters be telling the truth. <laughs> Starting with our moms sometimes. Oh, true. Anyways, Clara, what else? That's it. If, if, if anyone has any uh, finding white their first white hair stories, please drop them in the comments. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear those. Yeah. Those are fun. And if you're 18 and you still have it, haven't had your own that's great for you it's coming in a year yeah it's coming <laughs> coming in a year for you or 10 you know what i mean enjoy your youth <laughs> enjoy your youth while you have it no but honestly though that is true <laughs> would you go back to your 15 year old self absolutely not there you go i would go to my 22 year old aging is wonderful uh, wiser and less insecure like i would not have my 22 year old insecurities right now Mm, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's just so much other things. I didn't have Christ in my, or, although majority, actually not the majority, the first five years of my twenties, I didn't have Christ. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my, like my mental diagnosis. So I didn't know why I was, you know, at some yeah. points of my life feeling so like motivated and strong and competitive and whatever. And then others, it was the complete opposite. I didn't get it. So like, there's there are, there are perks and I'll take the white hairs, but I will not take my chichos with me. I can control my chichos. I can control. The, I'm not saying that I'm fat. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm fat. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying that I feel stronger, more confident, uh, better about myself when I am ten pounds lighter. And you are fatter than what you would like to be. Thanks, Clara. Sometimes our haters be telling the truth. <laughs> and that's my hater. That's my hater right here. And France, too. Yeah, I know. I know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm feeling fat and single. <laughs> no, I'm happy. No, but no, no. Okay, I, I feel like I always start the episodes like that, and I feel like people aren't getting... Maybe someone who doesn't know me doesn't get the joke. Oh, uh, we are dramatic here. We yeah. love some drama. We love the drama. I'm wearing velour and sequins. Mm-hmm. This was the Plan B outfit. Well, technically it was Plan C. But what was Plan B? Plan B was the thing I had on before, I, before we... Oh, yeah. But yeah. I said that I, I saw no, one glimpse of my chichos. <laughs> you guys, for those who don't know what chichos are, the roll. Clara, photo. That is what chichos are. Chichos are back rolls. Back rolls, yeah. You just want to eat them. <laughs> Put them on a grill, saute it, eat it <laughs> again because I'm hungry and I'm currently on keto. On keto. Oh, you did the keto? I think I'm doing keto, yeah. I think I'm going to do the keto as well. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to do 45 days and then I'm going to... I'm not. I'm scared that it's going to be too harsh on my stomach, though. 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm doing sort of keto. Like I'll do like complex carbs. Like I'll- Oh, only- you eat like- Sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. So it's not like- well, that's healthy then. It's not like bad keto. But I need it for energy. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink anything. Mm. And carbs are direct. Mm. Or is like, is energy for me. I drink coffee and caffeine. We just came to the conclusion earlier today. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Claire was like, man, I wonder why I have the shits. I wonder why I can't stop shitting. I'm <laughs> shitting every hour. But I don't know if it's the good kind. I'm like, oh, what are you eating? What are you consuming? Hmm. Well, I had a ton of flax seeds on my oatmeal, and then I had um, a coffee, and then I had another coffee, and then oh, and then I, I started drinking this green tea throughout the day. I was like, Clara, I think I know why you got the runs. <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. Okay, <laughs> we both are. Oh. Wait, we both are. We talked about it to the on the Patreon on the Patreon yeah. episode. Oh, which by the way, we have a new uh, beta still figuring it out podcast. They're very quick. They're under thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And on the episode, one of the episodes, we talked about a weight loss competition. Yep. Which uh, I said we sh- we will not weigh ourselves or measure ourselves. It will be strictly on vibes. Mm. Uh, but I will be taking photos and images of myself. Oh, yeah. Photos is good. Like progress pics. That's good. Yeah. I just, for the ones that were wondering, it's the first day today and I already failed. <laughs> Clara, I wasn't even going to mention it, but since you did, it's day, well, day two for me. It's day two for us. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yesterday was day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless today no, no, is your day no, one. No, no, no. <laughs> No, you know, I've been working a lot, so I don't even know what day is it for me. But no, 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 it's day two. And why, and how did you, uh, how did you fall, Clara? I ate a Twizzlers. Hmm. And she did it for licorice. She I cheated. love Twizzlers. Ugh. Like, I just don't even get it. Why would you cheat, cheat with a Twizzler? I love oh. a Twizzlers. Gosh, I would not. Okay, but well, you know what? I will not yuck anyone's yum. True. But that shit is nasty. It's True. the bottom tier of candy. No, I love me some Twizzlers. Well, anyways, get back on that horse. You know, just like sinners, we just get back on the horse. <laughs> and don't keep sinning. Just keep it pushing. And then eventually we'll, we'll start like being back to normal. I just need a, the way I work when I'm training is I need like 30 to 45 days of like regimen. Oh, and I missed the workout yesterday as well. Well, Clara, do I need a new buddy? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I will hold you accountable. I will be the worst person. No, I like that. Yeah, I need it. Because yeah. now I don't even have time. Like before I had a personal trainer, but now I don't even have time to train with him. So, yeah. And I need a person. Like, I honestly, it sounds like bougie, but no, like, I do not know what to do at the gym. And I am, I do not like working out. So unless I have an appointment with someone that I spend money on, to force me to lift weights, yes. I'm not gonna do it. One hundred percent. But like once, like once, right? And okay. No, I've tried it before. I've tried it in the past, and it just doesn't work. I I, I know myself. Trainers are great. Trainers are great, and they also uh, push you in a way that will be that will provide you with the most results. Yep. A lot of the times when you're beginning or you're just training yourself you go a little lax you don't lift to failure which not many people want to build muscle but like for certain goals i do want to trainers are the best they keep you from getting hurt a lot of people are lifting like 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 they know what they're doing and like you really shouldn't you you could be hurting yourself even though it doesn't hurt now in 20 years the reason why you can't bend the way you're 
other 50-year-old friends are bending down is probably because you were lifting irresponsibly yeah. in your 20s. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons for me. One of the main reasons. Like, mm -hmm. they know how to keep you healthy, you know, like, while achieving results. And educating you. And educating With the you. movement. I love a person who teaches you, you know, like... If you grab it like this, it's better because otherwise you would be working these muscles here and, you know, like you don't want to injure because if you pull too hard. Like, mm -hmm. I like them when they teach you, not just, no, you're doing it wrong. Do it like that. Like, you know, my brain, I need to understand things. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. I think that, that way. And then eventually you can do it on your own. Exactly. Like when you're traveling, well, when you're so. on vacation, yeah. when, you're, when you don't have weights, you can do them with your own body weight because you know. More. I have not gotten that far, but... Hopefully we'll get there. I mean, technically, I haven't gone that far either. But like, I'm there. I'm Listen, what? You just showed me a picture the other day of your best version of your most muscular version, which I am gonna add here on post. Oh, Clara, I'm so embarrassed. Wait, I don't know if you're. We may, we may, we may, we may cut that. Oh my gosh, no! I don't want them to see my sexiness. <laughs> That shit. Wait, which one are we gonna use? The one with the muscles. The one with the abs. The one that I said that's I was my really lean. Goal. Oh my god, you're making me blush. Yeah, no. I was really lean. Yeah. It was really cool. So you are there. You're a fucking professional. No, 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 no. I can get there. Yeah, you you swear why are you swearing so I'm much? I'm an atheist, okay? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was four months of training, like consistently like oh, 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 four I know, months. but I know you're very determined as well. That's what like that's what worries me. Yeah, but I wish my determinism got me places. <laughs> it got you to look like that. You know, you could be okay, so okay. money looking like that, honey. Um, no, it was I I I'm trying to remember what like and it wasn't that long ago, but 2019, 2020. Hmm, Pre-pandemic. Uh yeah. It, but no, no, no. My muscle was the yeah, no, pre-pandemic, I would say was when I was really, really training, training hard. But I think it was just the goal of that photo shoot that I had, yeah. I had a goal. And the goal I have a was, goal. I'm going on vacation. And I'm breaking my diet on day two with Twizzlers. Yeah, That's you had, how okay, okay hold on. You had one rope and it's day two. But you mean one Start rope? over. You had one rope of the Twizzlers. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't have a whole bag. But still, that's what I'm saying. That's how determined I am. Because that is a clear example of, like, it's not a one mistake. That is exactly how I am. Okay, so find a way. And listen, if don't, Instead of having three or four, have just one. Like, don't beat yourself up about it either. Because I know beating myself up is way worse for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not beating myself up. Yeah. I have come a long way and I've learned to accept yeah. it. So now that's why I don't even take it serious like that because I know by day two, I'm going to be. We did make a pact that um, you should take a little more seriously. But yeah, but I will. I will. It's okay. I'm just like putting it out there though. But like generally you mean. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be accountability buddies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, join the Patreon, please. Uh, you'll get more of that, more of Clara and I banter uh, over there, patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda. Maybe I even give you the recipe to the magic tea that has me shitting all day. Hey, man, if you have been struggling, if you're constipated and have been struggling, fecal incontinence. Hit up Clara. <laughs> hit up Clara because <laughs> she's, she's, she's doing something right, okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I guess that does it. I think we're ready for moral, moral of the No, we're ready. Huh? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very hungry. <laughs> very hungry. I will say. <laughs> okay, guys, without further ado, 
Let's get into this week's story, yeah? Let's go. <gasps> Twizzlers! <laughs> you cheated on me! No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> Twizzlers, really? Okay. I love... You I have don't to we don't have Twizzlers in Spain, okay? Like, that's new for me. So I tried it. It's like, mm, it's so delicious. And now I can't eat it. And I just... It really? came today in a package at the office. So I was like... <gasps> Twizzlers. We should do a Patreon thing with strange candy. Oh, I would love that because I'm, I don't know any candy in here. And you know what? Let's do it after I'm coming back from Spain. I'll bring all the candy from Spain and we do US versus Spain candy. Clara, you're a genius. What else? We have to think everything that we I have to bring from Spain. Clara, like candy, what other episode? man. I swear, you should have a camera on you 24 hours. You are hilarious. Just <laughs> like bilingual babies. <laughs> we already know that last week we completed the book of Isaiah. And this week, we are finishing up the books of Second Kings and Second Chronicles. Yay, us guys. We should be so proud. Now, we already know those two books tell the same stories through different lenses, different POVs. Kings is Netflix. And Chronicles is BBC America. One platform is more stylized narrative storytelling. The other is more data-driven. God's truth requires both, babes. And today, we're gonna tie some loose strings concerning King Hezekiah's reign in Jerusalem all the way to his great-grandson Josiah's reign. Now, let's break things down a bit, okay? Hezekiah did so many amazing things for Judah during his time as king. He purified and repaired the temple, got rid of idols, and made the priesthood poppin' again. You know, in place of idolatry and high places, Hezekiah amplified the worship of God. He also brought back the Passover and the tradition of inviting the other tribes of Israel to take part in the Passover festival. Okay, I got a high tangy. What is it? The high tangy is Hezekiah was great. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We all know we love, love, love. You get the Passover. Great. The only thing is, if you read closely, though, Hezekiah didn't really do the Passover the most perfect way possible. Like he, in, in order to do the Passover, there are rules. Like you need to, have, uh, you need to be cleaned. The things that you eat need to be cleaned, et cetera, et cetera. Hezekiah was like, listen, come as you are. Let's go, let's get this party started. Uh, let's get it started around here. You know? And like, so that's the only thing I'll say. He did it, but you know, none of us are perfect. Humans ain't perfect, right? <laughs> And we know that prophet Isaiah and King Hezekiah had their squabbles. Mm. And we know that the last few years of Hezekiah's reign didn't really end on a high. But Hezekiah is still widely considered one of the best kings. He ended up dying of natural causes, for real this time. And, you know, so his son Manasseh became the 14th king of Judah at 12 years old. 12 years old? Mm -hmm. He's a little baby. Oh. Just wait till we get to Josiah. He was younger. Oh, wow. But unlike his daddy, who started out strong and then ended kind of weak, Manasseh started out evil and ended really strong. Hmm. Yeah. 
King Manasseh was an idolater who turned against God and worshiped every kind of pagan deity. He was guilty of immorality, was a pervert, <gasps> and he practiced witchcraft. And worst of all, worst, he murdered his sons for gods as a sacrifice. What? Yeah. It, it like oh, awful. Oh my God. Awful. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh your own son? Yeah, it was pretty disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God judged him for all of this, just like he did all the Israelites who sinned against him. But if you guys are following along, you know that Babylon had invaded Jerusalem during this time. King Manasseh was a prisoner to the Babylonians by way of the Assyrians, yada, yada, yada. You guys know how the story goes. If not, go watch this episode and this episode or this episode. We also talk about it this episode, okay? But that is not the end of Manasseh's story. While this wicked king was locked away in solitary confinement, he had time to think and Manasseh began to pray. The man who deserved to burn in hell cried out to God for forgiveness and God answered. Clara put an image here of Manasseh praying in his jail cell. Yeah. God's mercy may be confusing as shit sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's just real confusing. <gasps> I, re I read that passage and I went, can I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you're trying to, uh, that's, that's to me, it's what's like No, insane. no, no. But here's the thing. You also have people who have like done less and haven't been forgiven. At the end of the day, it's about repentance. Yeah, but here you are torturing yourself because you swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I torture myself. I don't like this man killed his own babies. Yeah, for a different god that wasn't even a god. Sure, it the was severity some idol. is different. No, 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 Clara, you're absolutely the severity is different. But this is such an important part of the story because it shows just how important it is to, oh, so many different angles. Repent. Repent, yes. And sometimes we don't need to be prisoners in order to repent. No. Manasseh needed to be in prison by enemy nations for an extended period of time in order to get him to that place. Mm -hmm. Some people need to go bankrupt in order to get yeah. them to some, and this just, this for us, for any Bible reader, for anyone who's interested in theology, for, should be like, a, just a wake up call, like, oh, I don't have to wait to, in order to, to uh, uh, have a relationship with God or uh, even operate from a place of gratitude, which for me is divine and holy. Mm -hmm. Or you know what I mean? You don't have to wait. You can already start today. Uh, so anyways, there and there are other things, you know, like God's mercy is confusing and that's it. The Lord's mercy is beyond our comprehension. But what we do know is that the Lord is pretty consistent when it comes to repentant hearts. And in Manasseh's case, imprisonment was turned into a blessing because he found the Lord. Claire, I think we should we should dive into some scripture. Okay, let's see what they say. Yeah, we're gonna go to Second Chronicles chapter thirty three, verses eleven to thirteen. Therefore, the Lord brought upon them the commanders of the army of the king of Assyria, who captured Manasseh with hooks and bound him with chains of bronze and brought him to Babylon. 
And when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Yep. That's the story. And Manasseh ended up reigning for 55 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In his last days, he turned out to be a righteous king, according to Chronicles. But Kings doesn't mention Manasseh being, uh, la gran cosa. Like, uh, how do you say that uh, in English? Like, Kings Shit. doesn't record the end of Manasseh's reign being that way. In fact, they, they mention about him being brought back to Jerusalem and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily say that he was this righteous man. And not only that, furthermore, in Kings, they also mention that God did not forget about those evil days of Manasseh. Because when Manasseh was doing those evil, uh, was ruling as an evil, 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 wicked king, could you imagine what the people were doing? And that mm-hmm. is something that, like, Kings mentions, but Chronicles, like, yeah, he ended up being, like, great, you know? So why what? Why such a different approach? Like, I know that they're written by different people, no? Mm-hmm. That's why Ezra have- and Jeremiah. Yeah. They're written by different people, and they want to show different, I guess, each person has a focus on, like, different things. But it, fe- it almost feels like Kings is the one that doesn't talk about it. It almost feels like Kings is trying to hide the fact that he became, like, he repented and he actually became, like, a good, righteous man. Hmm. Well, see, Jeremiah, Prophet Jeremiah wrote Kings, both First and Second Kings. And this was a prophet. So I, I'm going to go ahead and trust that whatever he either kept or omitted or removed was intentional. Like, we don't know what his experiences were during that time, right? These were written about the same time, hmm. but like I said, two different people. And I don't know, I kind of I kind of like the fact that there are those two perspectives because it allows you to understand the moral of the story without losing the truth of the matter and like keeping, it keeps it very, um, I, I'm answering this in a very intellectual way, and I really should be answering it in a more spiritual way. But right now, maybe I don't have it. I don't have a, the like the right spiritual response to that. I don't. But I know that Jeremiah is a prophet, a major prophet, not a minor prophet, not Nahum, not Amos, not Micah. Jeremiah is up there. He's not Isaiah, but he's up there. So like, I'm gonna trust that what he had to say is is super duper important. Um, I don't know. I um, I know you're gonna hate me for this. What's up? But I can only help. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, you made a face. Like <laughs> no, because I'm like I'm gonna drop one, and now you're gonna be like, Ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> title card break. Clara had to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, what, Clara? I can only help, but but think. See the way that. You said Prophet Jeremiah wrote King, second, first and second kings, and he chose when he wrote second kings to omit the part where King Messiah... Manasseh. 
Manasseh. Manasseh was righteous at the end. From an atheist pers- perspective or point of view, it's like, okay, so what other parts of the story were chosen by the people that wrote those chapters to be omitted? And why? Several. Because imagine if Chronicles didn't make it, you would never know that this king was actually righteous at the end. No, these books are corresponding. These are all so the. The Bible is a library, right? And in this time, we have Kings, Chronicles, and so many of the prophetic books. They all fill in the gaps for one another, right? Like, no one book is complete without having read another book. Hmm. Laws of hermeneutics. It's the premise of any Bible reading uh, study guide or whatever. Hmm. Like, you need the collective in order to really understand. You need to sit with yourself and ask yourself, huh, what, 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 where is God in the story of both books, of both chapters? And what truth comes out of that? That's it. Don't get too, uh, um, you know, uh, obsessed with those, those details, which may happen. We're human. We're interested, right? We want to know mm-hmm. more, but like, at the end of the day, too much of that rumination will have you driven away from where God is in the story. Where is God in the story for there? Because because in Kings, they do say he returned to Jerusalem. He left captivity and returned to Jerusalem. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, but from there to being a righteous person. Yeah. yeah he I mean, went back home. Well, here's the thing. Remember we were saying like one book is more narrative storytelling. The other book is more data. This is what happened. Mm. And what I will say also not to say that Jeremiah was right and that Ezra was wrong, but uh, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I read this in my research, that Kings doesn't really expand on Manasseh's righteousness and also uh, um, I think Babylonian records don't either. Like other records, I believe it was the Babylonian records or, oh, I hope, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. It was either the Babylonian or Assyrian records. Mm. I th- oh, no, it was Assyrian records. They don't, they don't have any recollection of that. Probably because like, they suffered his atrocities in the beginning. Who knows? So they were mad. Who know- Honestly, who knows? I don't know. So sometimes but haters do not be telling the somet- truth. Hey, man, listen, I know y'all saw the title of this. <laughs> and let me just say... There's a caveat to that because sometimes haters be lying. <laughs> haters be in their own insecurities and projecting. Okay, we know this. And yeah. if you possess the Holy Spirit in you or have some kind of experience in like self-assessment, if you're like well-adjusted, like you'll know when someone's just hating. You know what I mean? That's why mature people know when a hater's telling the truth. Yeah. You know? Psst. After Manasseh came his son a man who was also evil. But he didn't reign long because he was murked by his own people. Clara, should we go to scripture? <laughs> yes. Alrighty. We are going to go to scripture. Scripture, uh, Second Kings. Who? what should I do here? Chapter 21, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2 Kings chapter 21, verses 21 to 23. He walked in all the way in which his father walked and served the idols that his father served and worshipped them. He abandoned the Lord, the God of his fathers, and did not walk in the way of the Lord. 
and the servants of Amon conspired against him and put the king to death in his house. Man. So after King Amon's short stint as king, his eight-year-old Josiah ended up, you know, taking over. Wow. Yep. But Josiah, Josiah was, was good. Finally, one in the dynasty. Yeah, but then the one after Josiah was bad. Oh, look. Josiah was actually the last good king. Josiah was the one good king who never deliberately turned his heart away from God. Like, ever. Well, okay, maybe his last decision was a little bit suspicious. I knew it. Yeah. But, Clara, we're not there yet. Don't jump the gun, okay? <laughs> this is how good Josiah was. So let's go to some scripture. Clara, stop doubting. <laughs> little doubting. Doubtful Thomas over here. Okay. We're going to go to scripture, 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 24 to 25. I may skip around. Josiah put away the mediums and the necromancers. Clara, do you know what necromancers are? No. Necromancers. Necro. You know necro? Black. No, that would be negro. <laughs> necro, the that root is uh, dead. You know, ah, see, the, the people that paint the dead, that prepare the dead. No, so necromancers are like anyone who like uses the dark arts, magic, or mm. whatever have you to, and involves the dead to either mm. bring about the dead, speak to the dead, okay, delight so the, the, the dead. Mediums and all that. Yes, oh. exactly. Are they called? Micro necromancers oh necromancers yeah oh i gotta stop doing that like i think now even in conversations clara hi tangy not hi tangy i i'm like i've been podcasting for so long that you over explain everything yeah takes the love out of any conversation <laughs> just suck the air right out of the room brianda why don't you you know like gosh ugh. i love podcasting it's afforded me so much um spiritually not financially yet uh <laughs> But like, gosh, I just want to have a normal conversation again. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Second Kings chapter 23 verses 24 to 25. But I'm going to skip around like I said previously in case I don't cut that part out. <laughs> Josiah put away the mediums and the necromancers and the household gods and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. I mean, wow. Do you mind if I say that one more time? Go ahead. <laughs> Clara, you guys, Clara went. <laughs> But it's just, oh, when I get the feels, it, you know, oh, I can't be alone here, guys. Here we have Jeremiah saying, like describing King Josiah and his works and his good works. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might. I mean, to have that be how someone describes you. I mean, major, I wish someone like be past me, like if someone were to write about what I did and my contributions and like 
talking about the Lord and trying to like, it, like you know, this is my version of evangelizing and sharing the word. Honestly, I could talk about you like that. Okay. Because you really turned into the Lord from being a very strong atheist and, and doubting the Bible and like oh. attacking, not attacking, but like trying to dismantle, you know, like any... Uh, I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say something that I was about to cry. I was literally about to be like, this is the clippable moment. No, what? We're not at episode 80 yet, but she's about to say uh, it. She's about to say it. She's about to say she's no. been saved. No. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. But you, however, have really dedicated, like you, you, you took a very good, huge turn. Like this guy, you just never killed nobody before, but went from pretty much trying to dismantle the Bible to believing blindly. I never really did. Uh, well, not blindly, but. Uh, I get what you're saying. What I like. Give... Giving your whole heart into it. Not dismantle the Bible, but as an atheist, I remember you said once, I'm like, as an atheist, you would try to question whenever someone was like telling you about religion or God, or whatever, you would try to question to see if you can catch what wasn't adding up or something. So, aha, you see, I'm right. You're wrong. Mm hmm. And you went from that, which is questioning every single part of the Bible, to giving your heart blindly yeah. to Jesus. And, and having saying, a whole podcast to... <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I was right and you're wrong. <laughs> Jesus said that. Period. Period. Okay, Christ. <laughs> you was right. You was right. And now my life is richer. Like I said, spiritually. <laughs> financially, yeah. He'll come. Is there a scripture for finance? Uh, how do I pay my credit cards? Um, <laughs> where's the scripture for that? <laughs> they talk about credit card debt. I don't think they had any credit cards in the days. Okay. Josiah even brings back the Passover. And he did it the right way. Not the 99 cent bootleg version that his grandpa threw together two generations ago, okay? <laughs> he did that, okay? And during this time, the surrounding nations were all conspiring together to see how they could protect themselves. The king of Egypt, named Pharaoh Necho, went up to grab lunch with the king of Assyria. It may not have been lunch, but you know, sparkle. <laughs> a little razzle-dazzle for you guys, a little Bible stories with Brianda. <laughs> okay, so he goes, grab lunch with the king of Assyria to gang up on Babylon together to come up with a plan. Mm. Well, King Josiah hears about this through the grapevine, and Josiah wants a piece of the pie too. Mm. So he reaches out to Pharaoh Nico saying, hey, yo, let me join in on this. And Nico says, stay out of this, okay? It's what your God commands. Your God? What does he know about your God? You can't help what he said. He said it. He said, stay over there. This is not concerning you. Your God commands it. I think he may not have even consciously knew what he was doing. Okay. But he said it, you know, for for por cualquier razón lo dijo. Um, which we later find out is actually more important than we think. Okay. So Josiah, after uh Pharaoh Nico says, No, please, stay over there. Your God commands it. Josiah said, uh-uh. You can't tell me what to do. And apparently, Josiah thinks he's in RuPaul's Drag Race because he throws a wig on 
and contours his cheeks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Josiah disguises himself and goes up to meet up with Pharaoh and the Assyrians anyway. Okay, let's go to some scripture. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, I love it. Can you tell I've been praying? <laughs> She's back. Back in the Bible groove. <laughs> okay, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter 35, verses 20 to 24. Grab your snacks, this is long. Josiah went out to meet him, Pharaoh Nico. Uh, but he, Pharaoh Nico, sent envoys to him saying, what have we to do with each other, king of Judah? I am not coming against you this day, but against the house with which I'm at war and God has commanded me to hurry. Cease opposing God who is with me, lest he destroy you. Nevertheless, Jonah did not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to fight with him. He did not listen to the words of Nico from the mouth of God, but came to fight in the plain of Megiddo. And the archers shot King Josiah. And the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him in his second chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. And he died and was buried in the tombs of his father. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Hmm. Hi, Dandy. I mean, also, R.I.P. Josiah. <laughs> but the Pharaoh was right. Mm. Pharaoh was right. That warning was from God. And Clara, maybe you can relate to this. Maybe not. I don't know. But the second I read that, I said, oof. I mean, when I read both, you know, for, in preparation for this episode, I thought to myself, the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh Nico, the Egyptians used to have Israelites as slaves centuries ago. They're not only enemies, they're like nemesis, like the enemy, mm -hmm. the ops. Mm -hmm. We talk about haters, the Egyptians are them. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, that same hater was so right, it could have saved Josiah's life. Hey, was telling the truth. You know, haters tell the truth sometimes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That was great, Clara. <laughs> Honestly, you just... You've grown so much. <laughs> I'm so lucky to have you. Anyways. Well, I was thinking about like my scripts. Sometimes I'll send my scripts to my friends who are also writers. Hmm. Friends that I've known for years. I'll send them and the, they'll they'll give me some like surface level notes, but they'll be like, oh, Brie, I love this story. You know, da, 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 da. They'll start with something good, add a little critique in the middle and then end with something good. But when I send them to people that I don't really know, like a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. just for, a, a, do a pass through, you know, they tear it to shreds. Mm. But while they're tearing it to shreds, I go back in and move things around, change things, take take things out, completely alter the, the pl a plot or an, a certain arc or something. Mm -hmm. The best case scenario is when someone's critique allows me to understand a, a, like a B character that I'm only focusing on the principal characters, mm -hmm. but it allows me to actually pay more attention to the supporting, you know? So anyways, that was a long way for me to say, sometimes people that you would least expect it or like people that don't really know you mm -hmm. give you some really solid truths. Mm. And if you're in a place of like, oh, I don't even know you, like mm. 
I don't even know. You don't know me, actually. You don't know what I've heard. If you come from a place of ego and pride, I would never have discovered that character or sure. that new plot line sure. or my script may not have improved in this way. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know? Mm. Anywho, that's my high take. What here. surprises me, though, is like pharaohs in Egypt, they had their own religion, right? They had a, a I don't know, like a lot of gods. That they, yeah. Like one for the sun, one for the this, one for the that. What does Pharaoh Nico know about God? The God, the Israelite like, God. Yeah, like of course you would know about it because at that time everyone speaks and you know like they know of it. But like God said it to who? To you? Yeah. You speak to God, oh, Mama. Like so now if you speak, if you spoke, okay, this is very. It's getting more and more complicated in my brain as I'm saying it. If you are Pharaoh Nico. And you don't believe in God, you know, like the Israelite God. But you know that the Israelites are talking about this God that they have, that is so wonderful, yada, yada, because, you know, that's their God. But you know that your gods are the ones that you believe in. But now you're saying that this God that you don't believe in has told you to tell the king, stay away. You ready? When this that connection happened. Like, so, because if you heard that God talking to you, then how can you not believe in a God that you just spoke to? That's a, hey, Clara, I don't have the answer to that question. And you make a very valid point. I just, Sometimes non-believers really do believe. And let me just say something oh, real quick. about him. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about me. No, 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 <laughs> episode 80. No, no, no. Um, no, I'm saying, first of all, in Egypt, centuries before, I mean, before this, like way generations on generations on generations on generations, oh my gosh, before the exile, mm. before Moses, mm. right? They, or during the time of Moses, they experienced that Yahweh. Mm. They experienced the plagues and the locusts. And I think you were here for, maybe part of that episode, I don't remember, Throw, uh, put the thumbnail here, Clara. Uh, uh, they have seen what Yahweh is capable of. Hmm. So I don't think that they're this, they don't believe, you're right, they don't, they're pagan, they don't practice, they certainly don't worship or respect, but when you've seen what Yahweh has done to you in your land, depleted you of your resources, and it's in your history. Yeah, but they had their own gods. Yes. Well, they don't. They don't. They, they had a whole god system. They don't worship him. They're not Hebrew. They're not Jewish. Yeah, you're right. They're not. You know what I'm saying? I, that's what really caught my. Hmm. That's a cool. Hey, that's a cool angle too. And it also goes to show you, like, what do outside nations and Gentiles know and understand about God? Maybe it's more than even they lead us to believe or something, you know? Or we could even, there's so many different angles to take this Bible, this is like Bible study, Bible mm -hmm. study, right? It could also be like, this was a man who knew what he was doing, he was wealthy, he was a pharaoh. Hmm. Uh, maybe he needed Josiah to get out of the way. He was probably gonna kill and him regardless. Manipulating him a exactly. little bit, like he just liked him. You're like, such a righteous king, yeah. I'm sure you're gonna listen to this. Mm. Like I said. I like this answer better. I think, I, I, I think that's what happened. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clara, we don't know, right? I think uh, that's exactly what happened. Where is God? He was trying in to play story, him, Clara. and he played himself. Clara, where is God in the story? It turns out that God was there in the story. Talking to the Pharaoh. That's through where God's the, in the story. Through the Pharaoh. Yes. There we go. We let we met to we met at the same place. 
It all came full circle. Anyways, uh, moving right along. Josiah is the last good king Judah had. Anyways, his son, Jehoahaz, replaced him, who was mad evil, and who later gets captured by Pharaoh Nico. Oh, boy. The same guy who killed his daddy. Wow. <laughs> Jehoahaz dies in captivity, by the way. Oh, what a... There's the story. This is like a telenovela, seriously. <laughs> okay, now what's funny here is that now Pharaoh knows that Judah doesn't have a king right mm. now. So Pharaoh Nico himself appoints Josiah's other son, Jehoiakim, as king. So Jehoah has his brother, mm -hmm. becomes king. Yeah. What do you have to say? Look at your face. I, I'm very confused right now. This, this Pharaoh Nico is a little twisted. Like, why would you capture and kill someone and now appoint the brother? Why don't you take over Judah? That's a very good point, Clara. It's in scripture. Uh, it's a very good point, Clara. Okay. okay, well, before, okay. Oh my gosh, there's so many, there's so many different ways I could uh, attack this. Mm. Right now, in present time, Pharaoh Nico mm. has way bigger fish to fry okay. than taking over the dump that was Judah at that time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the Babylonians. And then guess what? Guess what? You know how we said that uh, the Russian doll, the Assyrians were the big bad wolves, but then the Babylonians mm -hmm. came and they were actually big wolves. We've got an even bigger big bad wolf. Oh. King Cyrus, the Persians. Oh. So... It makes 100% sense why he would say, uh, you guys need, yo, this guy's king now. So why he captured him in the first place? Because his son was evil and doing mischievous stuff. What does he care? It's not his land. I'll tell you why, Clara, because guess what? Je Jehoiakim ends up being his Pharaoh Nico even taxes Judah and made the money go back to Egypt. He needed the right king, the right to do that. Okay? Jehoiakim ruled for 11 years and then died. Next, after Jehoiakim, was his son, Jehoiachin. <laughs> Claire, I knew she was gonna laugh. I knew she, you need it to stop. It sounds like a joke. It's not a joke, girl. Jehoiakim, I really, I, listen, if there are any, if there are any Jewish... Listeners, I'm I apologize. It's like a chiste. You know what chiste means? Like chiste, a, a joke. A joke. It's like the joke. I'm not even Jewish and I'm offended. Claire, stop laughing so hard. I'm so sorry. And also, I'm so sorry for like butchering these names if I'm saying them wrong. I try to do my best to say them right. So, anyways, his son Jehoachin. <laughs> You know, last week we made fun of men, or we didn't make fun of men, but we called them medium ugly, ugly, ugly hot, you know? Mm -hmm. You guys, come on. I think I'm a little ugly sometimes. Let's all take a joke. When when I saw Jehoa chin, I thought of my chin, because I'm a little chinny. <laughs> like I have a big head and I'm chinny. You know what I mean? I'm not the cutest, but I think you're hot. Thank you, babe. Yeah, even when you try to do the ugly face, you're cute. <laughs> Oh, no, my nails. 
No, don't get my nails. Yeah, no, your nails. Not the nails. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jehoa Chin. Chin. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. His reign only lasted three months. All right. Mm-hmm. Next in line. What is it? Sorry. You guys, I'm going to go on Indeed.com right now and put out a job listing for a new engineer for the show. So sorry. <laughs> Next after Jehoachin was Zedekiah, who ended up reigning for 11 years, okay? And he was mega evil too. But what's wrong with this dynasty? What's wrong with us? Uh, we're evil, okay? We're pro. We have these, these, we have something. If we're not in alignment with God, we turn. It just is what it is. It happens every time. Anytime I stop praying, anytime I stop... To- what ends up happening? A domino effect of other things. It just happens. If my eyes are not at the text or praying or like, if I'm not having conversations with God, I venture. Mm. I don't ever venture too, too far. Yeah, because I know. Queen ruling a whole country. They should know better. Dude. Girl, they didn't have like Twitter to see <laughs> or like to cancel people. You know what I mean? Like, girl, give, cut them some slack. <laughs> you know? Like, anyways. Uh, Zedekiah ruled for 11 years, which in turn made the whole nation evil too. Well, you know, this was the generation of Jerusalem that were captured by Babylon at the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar. But as we know, King Cyrus and the bigger, badder wolves of Persia overtook Babylon's power over the areas. Now, let's finish off today's episode by reading King Cyrus's proclamation. Yeah, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 36, verses 22 to 23. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among you of all his people, may the Lord his God be with him. Let him go up. So, uh, yeah, that is an intense proclamation. Hmm. And he is mentioning the Lord being behind all this. Wait, the Persians believed in God too? And the same God? No. He's talking about his own God. No. but He's I'm... talking about Yahweh. Yeah, what's up with Yahweh? He's talking yeah. to everybody yeah, t- now. Oh, All honey, the Persians oh. and the Egyptians and like everybody. Oh, I feel like you're sending me love arrows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because the Lord uses even the mouths of our enemies. He'll he'll package whatever information he has. He'll put it in whoever's mouth. It don't matter who it comes from. But there's truth in what he's saying. The packaging may not be, you know, the sweetest. It may be a little bit scary. Mm. Because he's also saying that he's going to be, you know, the head honcho in town. That's not, that's kind of scary. But um, so charge me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Mm-hmm. So and he remember, basically and remember, 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 
the Israelites were uh, captives of the Babylonians. When the Persians took over, that allowed for so many Israelites to go back home. Hmm. That wasn't in the King Cyrus's plans, mm. but it happened because the Lord uses whoever. This is the Lord's uh, uh, place chess, and we're all just a part pieces of the puzzle. Pieces of, eh, you guys know what I'm saying there, whatever. Uh, you guys get the metaphor. <laughs> Analogy. What figure of speech is that? Anyways, you get what I mean. A metaphor. No. Analogy? Analogy, yeah, analogy. Wow, we can't do math, and now we're losing. It's a diet. It's the. I'm hungry, guys. Yeah, I'm hungry. Too. But hopefully by episode 90, <laughs> you'll be seeing Half more of my clav. Oh my god, look at this clap. <laughs> Sip some milk. Uh. Sip some milk like a little kitty cat and meow. <laughs> Off my clap. <gasps> look at my hair. You see what I mean? It's that is <laughs> God, that's my hand. Wow. There were so many different nuggets of gold to pick from. But today's moral of the story is your opposition isn't a hundred percent wrong. 100% of the time. Let me say that again in a different way. The people you see as enemies may hold a truth of their own that can actually be in alignment with some of your own truths. Or, in the case of the last good King Josiah and pagan Pharaoh Nico, the enemy may possess a truth that could have saved his life had he listened. Learning the truth about something or someone is a gift. Sometimes we can prove it, or sometimes it's simply an intuitive feeling in our gut. Now, I'm not saying go to your ex-best friend's house and tell her she was right. And please, don't text him, sis. Some enemies are wrong. What I'm saying is, the truth does not care about your hate or your pride. The truth is the truth, no matter who's delivering it. Ooh! Hey, Father, how'd I do? Oh, yeah, it's been fun, you know, going on dates again. I missed you. But I have a concern. Yeah, it's about Clara. You know, you said episode 80, but she's been uh, causing me a lot of concern. Um, her comments have... Been really alarming. It's too much doubt. She's joking. She's laughing at Jehoachin. Uh, 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 uh.